0: Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we tackle all things American football. Each week, we huddle with players, coaches, and fans at every level of the game to
1: capture all the sights, sounds, and experiences of the Gridiron. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, here's your host, Stacy Bauman.
0: All right, welcome in this week. To gridiron icon, and I have an icon of different sorts this week and a Seattle Seahawk fan. I know my listeners are probably going, What? <laughs> <laughs> a Seattle Seahawk guy and a leader in their media world, Sammy George, host of Sport on Tap Seattle, Pod That Brothers and Stuff That Matters podcast. But as I know, watching your podcast and watching your YouTube channel, you are all things Seattle Seahawks, my man, so welcome yeah. in.
1: I appreciate you having me today, and then I am, yes, uh, all all things Seahawks, basically, and all things Seattle. Um, we're not that bad, though, I promise. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: I mean, look, we're, we're being friendly here, and yeah. as a diehard Rams fan, and I'm really open about that on this podcast, uh, to have a Seahawks fan in is uh, pretty fun, and and I'm going to take some jabs at you that are probably going to hurt a little bit, considering number 54 now wears horns, but we will get to that, man. Just a couple of words on you. How did you become a Seahawk fan? 32 teams in the league. How did Sammy become a Seahawk guy?
1: Uh, The the classic old way of being born in the city and uh, have basically being a five-year-old that decides his future of a fandom and, you know, it actually—it's a—it reminds me of this tweet I saw recently. It was some girl tweeted this on, and it was—it went viral on Twitter. And it was just men really pick their like favorite teams when they're five years old and just suffer through it for the next eighty years of their life. And I was like, you know, that's pretty accurate. Now, as a Seahawks fan, we've been okay, but you know, I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, and for those that watch baseball, will know that they haven't been in the playoffs for twenty-one years. So, I'm the, I'm one of those people that. Just was born in a city, and I was like, I guess these are my teams, and I I guess I'm never going to – never let go of that, <laughs> and I haven't.
0: Totally. Same guy. Why yep. why do I live out in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm a Rams fan. I was born in Los Angeles. There you go. I'm also a Laker fan, big yep. shocker, and Dodger <laughs> fan, big shocker. But I, I got to tell you, man, um, Seattle, yeah, you guys, have, you guys have been through it, and you got some legends up there. I mean, you've even – unfortunately lost the supersonics but kevin durant was there and then of course ken griffey jr this is all i'm a few years ahead of you in age if, for those watching on youtube so
1: <laughs> yeah. we had some legends in seattle with a not a lot of winning for many many years which was really odd you know i think uh we finally got you know some success here in the 2010s era but uh before that there was a lot of hall of fame type of talent on every sports team in seattle with years of no championships so <laughs> yeah it took, it took a while and I, I gotta tell you i don't i
0: don't want to be an ageist here or anything but i've actually i was to the king i used to go to the kingdom i'm trying to i'm sitting here trying to scramble on air trying to think was sammy even born then
1: <laughs> no i was i was you were, okay I, I used to yeah. i used to go to games at the kingdom and i remember every oh. every year we used to go to the monster trucks there kingdom was like a big oh, yeah. thing in seattle As monster trucks the Mariners games. And uh, there was, there was just a lot going on there early in my life, but quickly transitioned.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I was, I'm literally trying to do the math in my head and yeah, that, that big old concrete beast, man, when that thing came down, I'll never forget that. But yeah, Yeah, Seattle sports is great. And folks, for those listening, we'll plug it again before the end here, but go check out Sammy and his brother and their plethora of podcasts, most especially sports on tap Seattle, where uh, he talks about the Seahawks. So let's, Let's talk about the Seahawks. Yeah, Let's do it. I got to start in the obvious spot, man. And as a Rams fan, you're going to see that I probably have some different questions than most people. Let's start with Russell Wilson, man. uh, I never saw this day coming. I thought it was rumors. It's been a couple of weeks now. You've had time to kind of emotionally see him in a Broncos uniform. Weird. I (laughs) I can't get used to it, man. What in the world happened there and what what's kind of the vibe in seattle around the russell wilson i guess ending
1: um you know i think there's definitely a lot of pettiness going on by people even like whether it's media fans whoever it is i feel like a lot of people are for the most part kind of just anti russell wilson right now you obviously yeah you obviously have some of the like thanks for the super bowl and thanks for being great in this era but I think. It feels like, I guess, especially for somebody like me, and I, I know a lot of my friends around me. And I'm obviously, you know, all over, you know, Seattle sports on all this social media and different things. So I get the, I know how people are feeling. There's a couple, you know, there's a lot of people that are kind of just like, all right, time to move on from this guy. Russell Wilson's wow. an amazing person. He's an amazing uh, football player, um, but the minute you started to feel like he did not want to be on the team. It makes it hard to to keep loving him, right? You know, it's it's, oh, yeah. it's a little different than your quarterback, like a Matt Stafford when he left Detroit. I think Detroit fans were kind of giving him up, like a, we understand. Yeah, I think as a Seahawks fan, we don't understand. Like, okay, like you had a, a down year or two, you were hurt half this year, and you're you want you know, it felt like a lot of just like. Mm, I don't want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers and the attitude stuff, but like it felt Aaron Rodgers esque. Like it's everybody else's fault, not mine. So I want to go somewhere else, and I I I didn't really like that vibe.
0: Yeah, no, I I got I meant to say at the outset, my son who is obviously closer to your age, he is a diehard Seahawk fan. Same thing. The last couple of years, I kind of hear. I started hearing some things out of his mouth that I was like shocked at, like. He's kind of he's kind of getting corny. He doesn't seem to want <laughs> to be the there. Yeah, now, I mean, everyone that,
1: says it. Really? Okay. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm trying to be careful here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everyone but, says
0: it. Yeah, and and of course, then Sierra comes on the scene, and God, he did a lot in the community, and I get it. But I'm a little surprised to hear people are so quick to say, "Okay, time to go," even though I can relate to that man. I, I mean, I as a lifelong Rams fan, we've had guys who just wanted off the team, so to yeah. speak, Eric Dickerson. Was one that I remember, and that was an ugly divorce yeah. back in that day. Okay, so Russell is out. Seahawk fans, the vibe is, eh, maybe it's time.
1: Yeah, what? don't get me wrong. If he, I'll add one thing. Don't get me wrong. If he was like, I want to stay in Seattle, yeah. everybody would be like, oh, I love Russell Wilson. I think it's a pettiness thing. Like he wanted out, so we're angry and we're like, okay, go. Um, if he was like, I want to stay in Seattle and stays, I think everyone's going to be the same amount of love towards Russell Wilson. Sure. That, that, it's one of those situations.
0: Yep. That's football. That's football. That's sports fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. everybody's fickle as hell with that stuff. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, looking back at his career now, I gotta, I gotta confess as again, a Rams fan. I see a lot of Russell Wilson and I'm also live just out South of you for a few miles. Uh, he should have been MVP of the league a couple times. Yeah. I mean, I argued it in years when I didn't want to argue it because he's a Seahawk, but Without Russell Wilson, that team, I mean, he was carrying that team a couple seasons. Do you think that they could have done more around – I mean, is the fan base in Seattle, your podcast listeners, Are do they feel like they could have done more for Russ, more offensive line, more running game?
1: Yeah. I feel like there's two parts almost to this because uh, maybe even like a three-part answer. because it's not easy. (laughs) It's not because, uh, you know, like I kind of mentioned already is the like – You don't want that feeling of like a Aaron Rodgers where it's like he's blame every it's everyone else's fault except for the quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Um. So I like try to be careful to like not blame just the organization or blame just the coaching staff or the you know or John Schneider the GM. I feel like there's a there's a collective answer almost, and, and I think you'll see it right now in the Seattle sports world. Like we understand, I think we all understand. I've been begging for years, like don't draft a running back in the. 30th pick in the first round like like get get an offensive lineman the guy is getting you know beat up left and right I think we everybody you know as a as a sports fan when you see your quarterback going through it you're like all right let's like try to do something to help him out but at the same time now when you kind of peel back and he's left I'm getting this I'm starting to I maybe maybe see like clear I guess like of what was happening and There's something about yeah, it's less emotion, (laughs) and you do realize too that Russell Wilson is a guy that holds the ball a lot, tries to make magic out of every play, which leads him to why he was or should have been uh, MVP or at least had some votes, which he never got. But yeah, it's nuts. He's never had an MVP. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and there's guys like like Derek Carr has a couple votes. Carson Wentz got a vote in the past. Dak Prescott, (laughs) like, come on, we. Russell Wilson yeah, deserves something. Yeah. yeah. It, it, he because he makes magic happen. Like it's uh I think he's one of the unique players, just like your guys' quarterback right now. Matt Stafford's one of those unique players that makes magic happen. But when you peel back a little bit, sometimes that magic can cause a lot of commotion in a game. And you know, yeah. I was at a Rams game uh Monday night football last year against the Titans where he threw that pick at the goal goal line, like spinning around, uh, uh, like trying to make magic happen, you know, and they played awful that game. Yeah. And that kind of is what I'm starting to, I'm starting to kind of re-remember some of that stuff of Russell Wilson, where, okay, the Seahawks needed to do more, but Russell Wilson also never really wanted to change his way. And I feel like at the end of the day, you know, we, there should be some more equal blame rather than just this. Either it's Russell Wilson's fault or it's just the organization's fault. For example,
0: yeah, that's balanced, man. I mean, yeah. that's you can't beat that. I agree. I I'm still a little bit shocked by it. I would have thought the Seahawks would have done anything to keep him. But me too. <laughs> I'm start, when I talk to somebody like you, uh, it becomes pretty obvious to me that it was it was time for the good old divorce that they just. And we're seeing that it that way. So do you yeah. think that Russ will I <laughs> use the phrase, man? Do you think Russ will cook in Denver? The, the what, do you think, cook. what do you see with him?
1: <laughs> I think he's gonna try. I think they're gonna do everything to make that happen. I mean, that is I guess to like even add to the last question with this with this question is I do think the only I was shocked to see Ox let go of him, but I do think one of the main reasons of the divorce was because Russ wants to have his ability to cook, whatever that means for him, right? He wants to run that offense. I think Denver's kind of made it clear already uh, during this offseason that they're going to construct an offense around Russell Wilson, right? And I think what Russell Wilson didn't like in Seattle is that the offense was constructed around what the offense was, not around just Russell. It's around whatever the philosophy is, whatever style the offensive coordinator and you know what the whole coaching staff comes up with. But in Denver, they are going to make it designed for russell wilson that's why he yeah. ended up going there that's why he's happy going there um so i do think he'll cook but i do know that this type of stuff sometimes does not always work out in russell wilson's favor um for some of the other reasons i mentioned uh, i think sometimes he's the best in a balanced offense which most most quarterbacks are but sure. he holds on to the ball a lot tries to make special plays happen a little too much um but with all that said, he's probably going to have a better offensive line than, you know, he's had in Seattle last five yeah. years. Oof. And he has playmakers, and it's in Denver, and they have great home field advantage. And it's a great organization, as much as it sucks to say, like, I, I it's going to be yeah. hard if they were really good to watch Russell Wilson just be great on another team this early in his, not early in his career, but being this young. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like we still had another seven, eight years left. Uh, but I do <laughs> think he's going to cook, and I do think that, uh, even if it's not going perfectly, I think Denver's gonna like. Denver's been looking for the guy since Peyton Manning for it's crazy for a long. And Peyton Manning was only there for four four years, I think it was. And the last one yeah. was bad. They they haven't had a five, six, seven year guy right since the, since the nineties, right? So
0: yes, yeah. you're not counting Brock Osweiler. Wow, yeah, no,
1: <laughs> Tim Tebow. They haven't had their oh, guy. Oh since my god, Tim I Tebow. forgot about Tebow. That's a good point. Oh. So they're going to um, let him cook. They're going to let him do whatever he wants. And that's why he's going to be happy there, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that conversation probably happened before that trigger got pulled. It's like, yeah, am I going to do my thing? I'll tell you what, though. I'll give you three reasons. I, I too, think Russ is going to be okay. He's got a great wide receiver room there in Denver, and the OL. Well. But three things that kind of jump out at me uh, are obvious ones. It's called... Chargers, Chiefs, and Raiders. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> and tough. all three of those teams got so much better. So, wow, Russ. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, let me ask you this before we, we break gears on the Russell Wilson thing. And I love to get this from a Seahawk fan and a media head. That's what I'm going to consider you here. Did the Hawk dynasty really derail in Super Bowl forty nine by just not handing the damn ball to Marshawn Lynch? What's your... I mean, whether it's a personal take or your peers, whatever. Is uh, that where things started to go sideways?
1: I, I kind of think so, to be honest. And I I and do I, too. Yeah, like it's hard to say no at this point, right? Yeah. Especially just seeing it all unfold. The way, like, you know, Richard Sherman left and kind of like it felt like hated the Seahawks organization. Yep. Earl Thomas left with a middle finger coming off a cart on the field, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Good point. yeah like. That's how he ended his Seahawks career. And then you had, I don't know, you just had like these guys, like now Russell Wilson's kind of left. And there's, even though he was part of that whole thing, but he just kind of left in not good hands. Bobby Wagner's now left with like a kind of a sour taste where he's like, I want to stay. And they're like, no. And the whole, that whole era now just feels like it can be like after the Super Bowl, I guess, Post post Super Bowl win, that whole era feels like, man, if they handed the ball off, there might be a lot more like camaraderie with this team, and I think it caused a divide with Russell Wilson. Not not with these two specifically, but Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll caused a divide between those two and the rest of the the people because it seemed like Pete and Russ were just okay. That's our thing now. And you'll notice, I guess this is an interesting thing, just as an obs like observation point. Um, I'm you know big on social media. I'm all over Twitter, Instagram, different oh, things. I see- Man, yeah, I see you working. <laughs> I'm always on there. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> on there, and I, I always notice a lot of these. And this is a normal thing on CX Twitter. People talk about a lot. It's like all these. A lot of these Seahawks greats are always together. Like Cam Chancellor, Doug Baldwin, yeah. Jermaine Curse, uh, like whoever Richard Sherman. They're always like hanging out. Marshawn Lynch was, you know, became a part owner of the Kraken, and Cam Chancellor was there, and all these other guys. Wow. Like all all these guys seem really close, except for. I feel like Russell Wilson from that era, and I don't know. I don't know if that's against Russell Wilson thing or if that's a business thing. You know, that could be a personality, that could be a business. But I feel like ever since that moment, and there's been reports that that's caused a divide, right? Like the defense yeah. started getting mad, like Russ, like we're doing this, and Russell gets all the credit, and now he's doing all this. So I feel like the collapse actually did happen there, um, and that's why I just it almost did feel like this era had to end but yeah. i am still just confused at the end of the day to be honest i i would have expected i guess this is a side point but this era has had to end but i almost expected it to end in a different way which would have been sure. a new new head coach potentially or a new just like something i just didn't expect it to be trading your franchise quarterback that won you a super bowl i right. never envisioned that's how like this era is just going to end like oh we ended up with one super bowl after going to back to back Super Bowls and like never won like a like never win playoff game again. Like I just didn't ex- didn't didn't see that happening.
0: I didn't see that coming either, man. And it trust me, if if I've got to be in a Super Bowl and it's not my team, I sure as hell wanted to see them beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> I can't even t- made me sick that he got another one Always. on just <laughs> on just a crazy call. I mean Russ had him driving. It's just uh makes me sick. It was so the easy a-
1: solution. Hand it off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just give it to Marshawn. Just keep him honest. I still can't believe it. Um, and it's a really good point you make that you never see those guys all busting out at the parties or the clubs with Russ. Now Russ is with Sierra. He's yeah. It's a really yeah. good. I've had that pointed out to me as well. That
1: mm-hmm.
0: not an accident. It's image. He doesn't building. seem
1: like he's best friends with all those guys. And he's not all one of the boys. Seem to have reunions and hangouts yeah. and go golfing and we. You know, we had uh, Jermaine Curse on our podcast. Um, oh, nice. Like, I got to yeah, catch like that. six months ago, maybe. maybe it, it was it was a little while back. And, you know, he talks about his relationship. I was like, I'm always with Doug Baldwin. I'm always with Cam Chancellor. I'm always with Cliff Averill. And, you know, I didn't want to ask, like, straight up, like, why not Russell Wilson? I, I just wasn't trying to make it like a, you know, like a clickbait question. But it, <laughs> that was another time where I was just like, huh. I was like, okay, there's. I mean, the quarterback, and he still lives in Seattle. He's not like, at least, the other, there's some other guys, if maybe he wasn't in Seattle, I'd understand, but. Right. No mention of Russell Wilson. Like, just interesting again. It's
0: really interesting, (laughs) right? And you've probably played on sports teams in your life. There's always that guy that's like that. Like, yeah, we like him. He's a good guy. He's, you know, he's this. But yeah, he's not one of the boys. We don't see him. He's really good.
1: We like him on the team. Yeah, we like
0: him playing, but he doesn't hang with us and we don't know his girlfriend and you know and all this other stuff. It's uh it's kind of a weird thing. So that's a nice segue into my next set of questions for you. I am in the middle of still celebrating that Bobby Wagner is going to play for my team. Yeah, it's a (laughs) gut punch to you, I'm sure. Yeah. What in the world happened there? I mean, six time. All pro eight time pro bowler outside of Russell just being the quarterback, Bobby Wagner is the son of Seattle. I mean, he is still lives there. Saw him on Rich Eisen this week. What's the vibe with fans on losing Bobby? And what do you think happened there? Because he's been pretty open about it.
1: Yeah, that one it sounds weird to say because, like, I obviously would prefer to have a franchise quarterback, but for some reason, the Bobby Wagner one hurt more right yeah because, totally because yeah, the russell wilson like like we talked about kind of had that vibe of he's probably going to be out eventually and you know yeah. even bobby wagner on the rick eisen show you could see they kind of accidentally he kind of accidentally said that russell called him and said would you come to denver and they tried to I saw that he tried to parlay it later and be like i meant that <laughs> like we wanted to stay in seattle and that but he said i knew russell wilson was out at that point and and then he was like, "I'm good. I want my heart's in Seattle." And he continually and like continually was just like, "I want to play in Seattle." So that one hurt the the most out of everything because <sighs> no, goodness. no. First of all, you can't blame him for going to the Rams. He took oh, he got no. a good contract. He's might win another Super Bowl. Like he's playing on an awesome defense, a great system. He's from Southern California. He's going to move to the sunshine in L.A. Or at least during Ooh. the season, be in L.A. Uh, I, like I don't know what. Like most Seahawks fans in this situation are not upset. They're more upset with the Seahawks on this one. Right. Right. That's like a, you know, I put out a tweet about it yesterday's in, in that, you know, it was had a lot of interaction on Twitter and people were all agreeing that this guy is probably the most classy dude in our franchise history. I mean, with all the bad endings that I've mentioned that we had like Richard Sherman talking crap about the Seahawks, the Earl Thomas flick off, Russell Wilson once requesting trades, Last off and this off and all this stuff that's happened in our in our short era that we had here, like Bobby Wagner was like, "It's okay, I kind of want to stay in Seattle." And then like even after they released him and and he signed with the the Rams, he was like, oh, "I want to play good against Seattle, but my heart was in Seattle. I wish I wanted to stay there." And it's like no, won't say anything bad, like outside of the fact that he would like to play well against Seattle, which I don't blame him. He's basically saying, as a competitor, I'd like to play well against the team that released me. But at the same time, he's like, I wanted to stay. So – and you're like, okay. there's He's not going to end this negatively. He's trying to keep a good face. There was no reason not to keep him on, like, a young roster and have a veteran. And I just don't understand – that one, like, I'm more fired up about because I don't understand why you would let Bobby Wagner go when he's basically begging you to stay in Seattle and end his career there. You know? I got to
0: tell you, man, it's wild. Like, I – it really feels like, from an outsider, like they just want to, yeah, we got to wipe out everything from the past, just get it out of here at this point. Even though Bobby's just a good locker room guy and yep. everybody loves him, that's just, I, I sense with Seahawk fans, and I've listened to your show and stuff, it, that people really are taking that as a gut punch that yep. Bobby Wagner's, and then he goes to the NFC West rival and Super Bowl champion.
1: Yeah, we got to watch him twice this, a year in a ranch. Yeah. Shows, like well, I don't I, know if it could
0: get worse. <laughs> there's a famous story for Rams fans. Jeff Fisher was our coach at the time, and Bobby Wagner was our next draft pick, and you guys swooped in. I think it was the pick before, two picks before, and grabbed him. And f- there's a famous story about Fisher just going ballistic in the draft headquarters, <laughs> just throwing things. And like I wanted Bobby Wagner, and he's throwing so. For some of us, it's like right on. Bobby Wagner, we, we got
1: him now. Yeah, <laughs> he's already
0: he's at OTAs, man, and I'm watching him, and he just. He looks like a man on a mission. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and
1: he and the guy hasn't aged like a lot of people want to. Uh, you know, like uh, he, he might not be at the exact same level that he was at, but uh, the guy's been still, you know, like a pro bowler level, a top five or six guy in in football. Like still to this day, easily. the way he plays, like because he has that. He's that like veteran that just knows. Maybe he doesn't have the same speed or strength, but he knows where to be at the right times. He's a leader. He knows how to be a leader of a defense. And I just like – it, it. that one actually hurts to see because he was – one, I'm going to have to watch him with guys like Aaron Donald and wearing a Rams jersey and Jalen Ramsey. Like that's just going to suck to see. Like Maybe you've heard I, of him. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to suck. That Watching like that Drew Locke throw passes against that defense is not going to be fun. Oh, I'm coming so, to that. <laughs> yeah, like that's not going to be great. And that one just hurts like – I saw Bobby Wagner as like a, you know, I don't know. He's a Cortez Kennedy, Walter Jones, Steve Largin yeah, yeah. Kenny Easley type of Seahawks guy. He wasn't – he's not a, okay, like we don't really want you anymore type of Seahawks guy. That's what just confuses me. Yeah, I,
0: I don't blame you for feeling that way, man. I felt that way about Kurt Warner when he left at the yeah. Cardinals. And you're going to probably – I think Bobby Wagner is always going to be a Seahawk. I think he'll sign that one-day deal and retire. See, I don't care what anyone says. I just think he's class. Even if he wins Super Bowls with us, and I think he will, I say us like I own the team um, with the Rams. Uh, I say too. <laughs> yeah, it's like look, I'm in, I'm invested, but this is um, my team. <laughs> you're damn right, I make these decisions. Uh, so I think that he will be a Seahawk for life, even if I'm gonna say when he wins Super Bowls with us. But. It, Von, we saw Von Miller do it. Is Von yeah. Miller gonna go in the Hall of Fame as a Ram? Mm. Probably not. He'll be a Bronco. Yeah. So yeah. I think probably the same not, thing. Not a Wagner. Buffalo
1: Bill either. Like not he'll a, oh, be a Bronco.
0: I, one of the weirdest stories. I don't want to send you down a rabbit hole, but I was waving goodbye to him when I saw that. Like, okay, get out. That
1: number, you're like All right, a we don't need that. We'll take That's Bobby Wagner.
0: Insane, man. I was like, bye. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take Bobby Wagner. Exactly. Yeah. Half um, the price. We had, we had a bigger hole in the middle at linebacker, too. Yeah. So, God, I'm so excited. So, two things. I got a theory that um, Russell Wilson actually went out of Seattle so he didn't have to face Aaron Donald twice a year. Yeah,
1: and man.
0: that and now Wagner gets to play behind him. So, I think this is all about Aaron Donald. I know that shocks
1: you. It, it, it could be. He didn't like playing behind Aaron Donald. But then, all of a sudden, remember, he did go. He has to, he has to see Bosa on the Chargers. He's got to see uh, – uh, yeah. I mean, who did the Raiders sign again? Uh,
0: Uh, Who's that? Uh, They got Max Crosby and, um, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Chandler Jones.
1: Yeah. Oh, they signed Chandler Chandler Jones, Jones, yes. And then Khalil Mack also went to the Chargers, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Good
0: point.
1: Russell Wilson ran away. Then all of a sudden, the AFC West started signing everyone. He was like, here we go again. (laughs) I'll tell you, man.
0: That's what I was bringing up earlier. Like, I'll give you three reasons Russ may be in trouble, and they're called the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Like, that defense in, in the Chargers is nuts. Yeah. So the final thing I want to run by you before we bounce into Seahawks of the future here is, did you see the news today that Earl Thomas wants to come back and play football? Like, you're that. on social media. What, I, yeah, what am I yeah. saying? You probably could have <laughs> told me that. What do you think of that? I mean, he went sideways when he left Seattle.
1: Yeah, I, I would stay away from Earl Thomas. Me that too. Team. And this is no offense to the guy. He was a legendary player, like, you know, he obviously also went through some personal things that, you know, that was not yeah. not a good look. And like, you know, I hope hopefully everything with his mental health and, you know, you never know now of CTE and the way yeah, players are seeming to go through a lot after they're done playing football. But he was, he went through too much that post, even that it was post Seahawks and then even post Ravens time. He like oh, things yeah. just got weird. He's not the same player. And he hasn't I think it said he hasn't played since 2019 or I think. Too. Yeah, like.
0: Two seasons, three seasons, yeah, yeah
1: like almost three seasons. Like, I, I'm not quite sure what he's hoping to get out of this. I mean, like, I don't see anybody signing him for more than if he, if he if he gets even a chance, it'd be like a maybe like an Eric Weddle situation last year, right? Ugh. Like, where oh, yeah. it's like, what we need somebody at the end of the year and there's a right. couple weeks left. Like, otherwise, why would you sign him to a? Or he's gonna have to take like a one a vet vet minimum type of contract. Like yeah, so I don't I, know what he's looking for.
0: It's it's really weird, dude. Even with Weddle, at least he played the season before. Thomas is far yes. removed, and then the stuff with him and his brother, and eh, it's ugly. I don't want him in horns, but I'll tell you what, it. I saw that news today. I thought I got to ask Sammy about that one. That that came out of left field.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would stay away. I would stay away. He was awesome, but I think uh, the time the time is up. Yeah, God, I mean,
0: I think you'd probably agree. For a couple, two, three seasons, he was the best safety in football. Yeah, there I was mean, he was like incredible.
1: That. Yeah, there was nothing. I would say it was hard for, as a Seahawks fan, because we had Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, so it's hard oh, to even it's like, nuts. it's even hard to pick between the two. I, Earl Thomas is obviously a little bit better talent-wise, but like the... It was it was interesting because you had Earl Thomas the way he was literally by the end of every play by the time the whistle blew you'd see his body somewhere like whether he was on the play or he was like flying over the line or the last minute hits like he was in the camera frame on every single play. That's a good point. Every single time, and you're like, oh, there he is. Like he might be just rolling over the, the pile. Like there's something that he's always there. And then you had Cam Chancellor on the other side, which was just probably the biggest. Hitting safety we've had the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Like I don't know if we've seen since they changed the rules in the NFL, he's probably was the closest to we had to old school Ooh. hitting safeties.
0: <laughs> as a guy with a little more white in his hair than you, let me tell you what, Chancellor uh really reminded me a lot of the Jack Tatum's, of the Ronnie Lots of the Steve Atwaters. Like, even as a Rams fan, I I'm one of those wide receivers. All my head's on a swivel, not for Earl Thomas. It's because Cam Janssers back yeah. there
1: somewhere, yeah. And like, that guy, I'm gonna get oh, hit.
0: <laughs> that hit on Vernon Davis of the Niners. If you, oh,
1: that ended Vernon Davis's career. I'm telling you, not literally, Ooh. but like he was never the same it's after never that. Never the same. Hit. No. Yeah.
0: He's like, yeah, hey, I think I'm gonna get into acting. That's what he <laughs> yeah. does now. He does commercials. I'm like, yeah, it's not a Dude,
1: bad commercials idea. Commercials started painting. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Uh, he's getting hit like this. This is not good.
0: <laughs> I, and so I'm gonna throw something weird at you real quick, and then we'll get into the QBs and the draft on, for for Seattle. And this is not anything I have teed you up for. But it just crossed my mind. And I can't believe I wasn't going to ask you. Jamal Adams. Like, what's, tell us what the vibe in Seattle is there. I mean, lots of money. Lots of draft picks. A likable guy. Is he going to play? Like, <laughs> I... Ugh. I don't I'm know. Not, I didn't tee you up for this. So, yeah. I, I just... It crossed my mind. I mean, Jamal is... This is a guy who's looking like one of the best of the best, who maybe following in Chancellor's footsteps. But come on, now he's not Cam Chancellor.
1: No, and he, I, I like Jamal Adams, but he yeah. might be the second best safety on the team after oh. Quandre Diggs. Oh yeah, no <laughs> so, question. So yeah. it's hard to see. You know, we traded a like. I know we got back a first round pick for Russell Wilson, but. I mean, the Jets have our, whatever it was, the sixth pick oh, in the draft. Yeah. For Jamal Adams, he's not even the best safety on our team. So that is nice. a little tough um, to see. I mean, like, I feel like we almost, it's not, not the same package. I don't want this to uh, be taken out of context. But, like, when sure. they looked at the number, the first round picks, like, you know, when I when we, after you give up what we gave up for Jamal Adams, like, I feel like we almost got, almost got the same thing back for Russell Wilson, right? Like, Not that much more. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, yeah, like two first-round picks. Okay, like I don't now you. I guess when you were in Super Bowl contention mode, I guess we were in that, uh, so to say. Like, okay, it seems fine, but now when you're looking at the team, and I'm still not sure. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if this is a question I'm getting today, but I'm not sure if we're in rebuild mode or if we're like really going to try to be that sneaky, weird. I don't know like you never know because crappy yeah crappy <laughs> yeah that team with like that just like squeaks out 9 games like I don't I don't know what we're really shooting for like I know the organization says we're not in a rebuild mode but I don't personally even have the answer yet and that's what makes it hard to have or sorry, the opinion and not an answer. I really don't know, obviously. But uh, again, we're
0: part owner of the team. Yeah, That's exactly. what happens
1: when you podcast about your
0: team. Yeah. I was we're like, really I haven't talked owners. to
1: Pete yet about it, but we're <laughs> deciding if we're in rebuild mode or not. So like if Jamal like Jamal Adams, it's really hard because if we're trying to somewhat compete, I'm like, okay, I can get over the contract and get over the draft picks. But if we're really gonna be like a four and it's not what's it not four and twelve now, four and thirteen team. If we're gonna be like four and thirteen, I'm gonna be pretty upset that we we have Ooh. this contract and we have this sixth pick in the draft that went to the Jets. You know that it, it, it it's really circumstantial. Like you know, same with like a, maybe like a Bobby Wagner signing or how Von Miller went to the Bills. You wouldn't take you wouldn't pay an older player like that that kind of money no if way. you're not contending. And I know Jamal Adams is young, but he has more injuries probably than a Von Miller and Bobby Wagner's career combined. Yep. Um, and so I don't know if you're not contending it's a hard contract to to stare in the face. <laughs> oh
0: man, it's brutal. Yeah it, yeah. it. You got the feeling when it happened, they were trying to uh, do, you know, the cover three uh, Jedi warrior thing, part three <laughs> with Thomas and Chancellor, but it yeah. didn't, it is not panned out that way. No. Okay. So let me ask you about, uh, you know, Russ leaves, Bobby leaves, uh, Earl Thomas decides I'm off the couch. <laughs> Lots of good see, C- I mean, the drama around the Seahawks band, which is why I reached out to you. Yeah. But Here's the biggest question of all in my mind. Who is going to play quarterback for the oh, Seattle yeah. Seahawks? Is this Geno Smith? Are we talking Drew Locke? Are we going to make a trade for Baker Mayfield, who keeps bringing your team up? Um, is Jimmy Garoppolo get traded in division? What, what say you, man? What What's the vibe?
1: Okay. I Go with your gut if you yeah. want. I don't care. I want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I think and what I want. I okay. think they're I going to, to ride you. with Drew Locke. Okay. Um, the young guy. I, yeah, I think they're going to – and I think Gino's there in case Drew Locke's an epic, like just like, okay, we were wrong. Like a couple games in, like let's just put in a vet and let Gino have some fun with it and see what we can come up with this year. Uh, but I think just the way they've been talking about Drew Locke and I always, I saw, always say luck, Drew Locke, uh, the way they've been talking That's about That's because you really him. want Andrew Luck yeah. to come out of retirement <laughs> like, and be a Seahawk. That, that, yeah, there's my part two. I want Andrew Luck to re- unretire. <laughs> I love it. That, I, that would actually that, – that might be my third answer right there. Can I get there Andrew Luck to
0: unretire? Okay, we went to three. <laughs> yeah,
1: three. But I, I think they're talking like he's the starter. They're bringing him into the like facilities, like the way the social media team even treated it, And I watch this stuff carefully because, you know, when a team signs like a quarterback, if it's not the guy – they're treated a little different on like the social media feeds and the way that like the emails the teams are sending out drew Locke got the like instagram post of touring the practice facility like you know signing like uh, autographs like with the mascot and i was like okay they're treating him like qb1 like they really are and the way john schneider and pk are talking about him like oh he's been you know in a tough situation the last couple years on and off starting and and you know, like they weren't in the right situation to succeed. And we like his arm talent. I've just been sitting, and I'm like, okay, they. I think they're really gonna go with him, right? And I don't think wow. they're gonna draft a quarterback because I don't think, I just don't think they're that confident in the in this draft class of like Corral or Malik Willis. Ugh. Not many. Nobody seems too confident with it in general. So I don't think they're going that route. So I think it's Drew Lock, and I, I don't wow. know if I like it because. I just know to win a Super Bowl, I mean, like, like this is no offense to to Drew Locke or to who I'm going to mention in Jared Goff that you guys had. You guys went all the way to a Super Bowl of Jared Goff, and he's probably better Jared than Goff. Drew Locke. Yeah, like – Yeah, but, oh, yeah, he's better than Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it still took you guys being like, damn, I need to trade for Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. it's hard to do with if you don't have the guy. You know, it's really rare – the Eagles were an exception with with Nick Foles. He got hot. And, like, you know, you have, you have weird exceptions here and there. But the majority of the Super Bowls have been, like, Tom Brady, Russell Wilsons, the Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, the Matt Staffords. The, you know, it's not yeah. – you're not getting Super Bowls out of the Drew Locks of the world. And so I'm just not completely sold on it. But what I really want is Baker Mayfield and a lot of people – it's not a popular opinion. Uh, wow. But I, I just feel like he, I guess, I, I know Pete Carroll's mentality, right? He's the happy go lucky, compete, 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 rah, um, rah. loves the underdogs, right? Like, yeah. loves the underdogs. I feel like he could bring in Baker Mayfield, and instead of Baker Mayfield's kind of like bad competitive attitude, not bad in a way, but like kind of like a, you know, like, oh, I'm the, like, I'm an underdog. I think he yeah, make the Baker kind of the uppity kind of like underdog. Like, I'm here to compete and like win games and maybe more like on the positive side of an underdog. Uh, And he knows he can win as much as people hate on Baker Mayfield. I know the Browns roster was good. He went to the playoffs with the Browns, which is not very doable and won a playoff game on the road (laughs) against Pittsburgh, which is hard to do in Pittsburgh, regardless of what the situation was uh, with the quarterback there. Like they were still in the playoffs because they're Pittsburgh. And I just feel like if, the Seahawks and bring in a guy like Baker it's going to take the browns taking on most of the money because nobody's trading for him so I, right
0: i agree with that they're going to yeah. have to cut him and just lose it
1: yeah we're yeah. not going to be paying him 20 the, i think he's owed 21 or 22 i can't remember exactly what it is it might be 18 I, whatever his 5th year option was it's it, up there it, yeah it's up there it's like 20 to 20 it's like 20 to 25 range yeah. they're not they're not going to take that no one is there's not a single team in the nfl that is like that in need of a starter to be like we're going to take on that money so I think the Seahawks are going to get him for cheap. If he works out, awesome. You're going to run the ball a lot. He's going to, you know, have decent receivers. And I, he, if he stays healthy, which he wasn't last year, if he's healthy, he's a pretty decent quarterback. He's not phenomenal, but he's decent. He's won a playoff game. And then if he's good enough, you can re-sign him the next year. If he's not, that was it. He had one. Year, he's on a one-year deal, and let him let him go. Like go to this next journey. So I just don't see why not. You can be okay with him. Is how I feel. My long-winded answer, but that's how I feel.
0: I, I got to tell you, man, I was not expecting that because yeah. <laughs> you are the only person I talk football all day, way more than I need to. And I'm the you're the only guy I've talked to that feels the way I do. I like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, look, he's a little cocky. I like that. I like that in a too. quarterback. He's got he's got a little Brett Favre skin in him. I do see a little bit of Russ in him sometimes. He you does. know, the off schedule stuff. I don't get it. If I'm the Seahawks, yeah, I'm monitoring that, and I'm thinking if the Browns, if we back them into a corner and they got to dump him, yep. they should jump at that. Yeah, they should. Ju- I'd take him Why over not? Garoppolo. I'd take him. Like get Baker up in Seattle. Perfect way to make everybody forget about the Russell Wilson thing, and and let Baker do his thing. I, dude, you surprised me. I, I, I really, <laughs> I think Baker is a real viable option for them. And you know, I got—I'd have to face him twice a year. So yeah, good stuff, man. Okay,
1: yeah, a lot of well, people don't like that answer. You're right. It's like it's a rare wild. answer in the Seattle world. But he—he's a good quarterback, like at least for a team that doesn't have a quarterback, right? Like he took the
0: Cleveland Browns <laughs> to the playoffs after decades of not yep. being there. Last year, he played with a broken scapula, yeah, like all year long, and he was still competitive.
1: Yeah, and they still like, played all right. Like he, 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 was thought, okay. he wasn't I, perfect, but yeah. like. It was okay. I will he say he him would be in games. loved. Yeah, he'd be loved in Seattle. I don't, I just feel like he has the, cause he was kind of, he had that Midwest vibe too, like where people liked yeah. him. Like he's the guy with the beard. He's like, doesn't like, he's not wearing chains. He's not super fancy. No. Like he's a guy that's gonna come in with his beard, wear his hat, like in his sweats and his t shirt. Like it's a very Seattle vibe, you know? Like, and he's gonna have a beer like in the off season with people and, be part of the city, I could just see him really fitting into the mold of like what Seattle wants and like the underdog story. So like, man, you nailed that.
0: <laughs> you nailed that. Like I'm seriously thinking about all these like Seahawk promos where they're playing the, the grunge scene and he's wearing flannel and he's Baker exactly. I Mayfield. Mean, it fits, dude. It fits. Call us Seattle PR. Call us. We got some yeah. ideas. Oh my God. I love it. I'm glad it.
1: you like it because a lot of people are like, Why? Are he's sure? so cocky. I'm like, okay, he's cocky,
0: but he's he fits. Everybody hates him. You're literally <laughs> the first person I've talked to that didn't look I at. Well, actually, my son is a, who's also a Seahawk fan. He likes Baker Mayfield. But almost everyone I talked to is like, God, I hate that guy. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. We got Deshaun Watson issues going on, but you yeah. hate Baker Mayfield? Like, exactly.
1: I, and you said bring it, him in. Last year, he played through this broken fibula, collarbone, whatever it was, right? The whole yeah. year. Lusted. That's like all I need to know about him. Like, okay, yeah. he cares. That's awesome. Like, I like it.
0: And i tell you what, he carried himself well in Cleveland. He got him to the playoffs. He had some stuff with OBJ, eh, you know. That's
1: an OBJ but thing, maybe. Even that's OBJ. I mean,
0: he's a Ram, but it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm not blind. I know OBJ. Yeah. I'm looking at it, I mean, Jarvis Landry didn't complain about him. Njoku didn't. The the running backs. I think Baker, man. I, if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm like seriously eyeballing that. Like, yeah. Keep. I want everybody watching this Baker Mayfield thing because he, he got. You nailed it, man. He. Wow, he I'm really hoping it, into it happens. Seattle.
1: I'm <laughs> hoping it happens a... too. I want to be that one guy that was like rooting for it, and everyone's like, I just like it. Make me really happy to be like. I, not that I don't want to be right, I just would make me happy to like have to see everybody change their mind on him and be like, "All right, fine, like we'll root for him." Because yeah. like he, I I like Baker Mayfield. I don't know what it is. I know a lot of people. don't I do too. I, just
0: like him. <laughs> I do too. And I and I honestly couldn't tell you what it is. There's just something about the guy that I feel. I feel like he's authentic. Me like too. what you see is what you get. You're not getting the BS or it's
1: the opposite of Russell persona. Wilson, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of the I opposite mean, I, of Russell Wilson in some way. You, oh, you.
0: You nailed that. Yeah. You nailed that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Like with Russia going, Is this is this really him? Like, is this does he really believe this weird Instagram stuff he does and mean Baker's like, dude, I'm not wearing a shirt and I'm drinking a beer. You can love me or hate me. I don't care. Yeah. Like
1: he's pure authenticity. You, <laughs> authenticity. you
0: nailed that, dude. Like Seattle, call Sammy. He's got yeah. some ideas. Like He's it's the anti russ I, I got I
1: got some good ideas for our for the social team over there. We're going to do the the anti-rust. Okay. The, the anti-rust if okay, we sign Baker Mayfield. I like that.
0: God, you've got that that last 10 minutes here was gold stuff I hadn't <laughs> thought about. I love it. Okay. All right, we'll be watching that cuz we'll have to face Baker and and he's he's a gamer. He, he just is. comes to play football, so very interesting man. Okay, real quickly, I want to honor your time because I know you are traveling. My guest here is traveling throughout the country right now. Real quickly, just on Pete Carroll, is he going to live out that five-year contract? Do you think he stays, or do you think that that's getting kind of dicey now?
1: Well, now I think he stays. I guess, but like you know, th- at the end of this year, I was like, this is dicey. You know, like it's Russell or Pete. I was in that mentality. I think a lot of Seattle fans were like, it's the Russell yeah. you two. Yeah. Like oh, Russ absolutely. Pete. Yeah, and,
0: and I thought Pete was going to be gone. <laughs> me I'll be too. straight up with you. I thought they're not going to let Russ go. And I never thought they'd let Bobby go.
1: Yeah. No, and, so, you, and you think, and Pete's 71 now. So it's like, bingo. you're like, okay, are they going to let Russ go or Pete? Like, hmm, let's do the math. Probably Pete Carroll. And right. now that he stayed, he must have made a commitment to this team for real. Like, Because also, yeah. he knows they're not Super Bowl condemned. No matter what we do, even if we got a Baker Mayfield, which I like, it's not this year Super Bowl contention. That that takes a you don't go from losing Russell Wilson and, right. you know, being a team that hasn't won a playoff game in a few years to straight Super Bowl contention. It's a two, three year plan. So like I honestly think in Pete Carroll's mind, if I could, you know, fly into his mind and, and, and hear what he's thinking, I'm gonna guess that he has this like two, three year rebuild. So like maybe be in a Super Bowl opportunity for his last year, you know, pre retirement. That's fair. You know, like so I think yeah. he makes it through, even though I thought he was going to be gone this year.
0: Yeah, and by the way, you can't get in his brain because like 90% of what he's thinking about is involving chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I watch him I'm like, dude, slow down.
1: <laughs> yeah, his jaw is moving quick. <laughs> good grief.
0: Really good insights, my man. Uh, this is why you're leading a great podcast about Seattle sports. A couple Thank of things you. there that I had never even thought about, and you're right, I could see Carroll sticking it out like he's making one last run and then maybe he kicks up to the front office or – does something with the seahawks i think he's pretty committed okay uh this has been awesome i want to as i mentioned honor your time this has been terrific tidbits from the ground from ground zero in seattle even though my friend here is in houston texas right now we'd like to finish up with a two-minute drill where we rapid fire and learn all about the sick and twisted things that go on in your mind <laughs> all right let's do it i have
1: so my here answers we go. ready
0: Oh, good. Oh, he's considered some of this. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So here we go. Beverage of choice on game day. Okay. Beverage of choice. I love beers. Don't get me wrong, but I can't have too many beers. Sometimes it makes me too bloated. A good so motto. <laughs> I'm going with, I'm going with the vodka soda. It's not a regular game day, not a regular game day drink, but that actually is what I usually have on a game day. I can sip on them a little easier for two, three hours and uh, I don't get as bloated. So. I guess sounds like a health conscious answer. I'm still drinking, but like it's really just my comfort for my genes when I'm sitting and watching. I love it, man. You hear that, ladies? We worry about
0: being bloated too. Okay. <laughs> Worried about way,
1: our, our one pack here. I
0: got, I got to look good. Uh, vodka man myself. Very nice choice. Surprising right. choice for game day, but I like it. I'm yeah. a vodka guy too. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, or who cares? Um, I'll go Xbox.
1: Uh, Uh, which i think yeah i I think a lot of yeah it's i think most (laughs) people i feel like in the the sentiment of america now it'd be like playstation for most young people or pc um but just growing up in microsoft i always had my parents didn't work on microsoft but a lot of our family friends did and they'd always get the microsoft store discounts where you get like basically the xbox at like uh, almost half off like they get their like uh not for resale like wholesaler prices so like I'd always like if I ever wanted an Xbox, a family friend, you know, I'd get it for like 150, 200 bucks instead of the 400 bucks. So I think we just stuck to Xbox because of that reason. I like it, man. Xbox guy myself. More PC now, but Xbox guy.
0: God, you just, you got my brain <laughs> twisted on this Baker Mayfield thing. Like, <laughs> you like, I Baker like it. Baker Mayfield <laughs> off the Master Chief helmet in Microsoft. I mean, come on. Wow, man. You're, you're tearing that up. Okay. You're drafted in the NFL. What is Sammy's jersey number?
1: Number two. Uh, Ooh. Number two is my second favorite number, but my favorite number this is a. this will be a 10-second story. My favorite number is number 55. Uh, my favorite player growing up was Jason Williams, the Sacramento Kings playing basketball, oh. white chocolate. White chocolate, yeah. man. So he was my favorite. And so 55 was my favorite number, but then when he went to Vancouver slash Memphis, whatever, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. He changed to number two for a while. And when I was playing on all my sports teams, none of the youth jerseys had number 55 available. You know, they usually had the preset numbers. Of course. So I transitioned to two and it just stuck with me the rest of my life. And I wore it in football and I wore it in basketball and, it was the two sports I played. Actually, I was going to say other sports, and I was like, "No, that was it." <laughs> great story, man. There's
0: always a story behind the number choice. I love always. that. Chocolate Thunder. A lot of people forget they were in Vancouver for a while. Yeah. Big Country Reeves and Chocolate Thunder. Wow, man. Okay, great story. Most underrated
1: Seahawk player of all time. Okay, this was the toughest one because. Uh, I was trying to decide if I'm trying to like go up somebody that's like really like underrated by name, or if I just like genuinely who I think is the most underrated Seahawks player of all time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I have to do a pair of kind of. I wanted to do. I'm gonna go for a tired guy. I wanted to say Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin. I'm going receivers, but like I'm I'm like I love yeah like they're the two receivers that I feel like. Have, are almost like they're supposed to be like Hall of Fame guys, but they're kind of not at the same yeah. time. You know, like Doug Baldwin had one of the best like footwork in the NFL I've ever oh. seen. Uh, amazing wide receiver, never got the credit that he deserved. And I feel like Tyler Lockett's kind of that position, but I'll, I'll stick with Doug Baldwin because Tyler Lockett still has a career to go. And like, let's see what he's like without Russell Wilson. That's uh, gonna be it. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, man, he was really, really special. I don't think he gets as much love as he deserves uh you know even like golden take golden tate took some of his shine during some of those years and like jermaine curse always had the big plays in the in the playoffs and right i feel like the shine went away from doug but doug baldwin is for me is like one of my top five seahawks guys of all time
0: i uh, love no he's very underrated there's I, he was he terrorized my team yeah, always <laughs> terrorized my team so I yeah Doug Baldwin awesome choice okay uh, we're gonna go straight Seattle on you here Space Needle or Pike's Market
1: uh, or neither <laughs> I live there dude <laughs> yeah like yeah the tourist spots
0: uh, it's for I'll, tourists listening yeah you know, what I'll, would
1: you I'll, say oh man I'd say Pike's Pike's Place Pike's Place Market is probably the answer because Space Needle. You can see from afar anyways, right? So, like, I wouldn't necessarily say you have to, if you're going to Seattle for the first time. For example, I'm taking my girlfriend to Seattle for the first time in a couple months, actually, in September. Uh, my, fr- I, You're going to see the space there from afar, but I was like, I don't know if we're going to go up. But I know I'm going to take her to Pike's Place because you go down there, just like, even, it sounds gross to people that might think this is gross, but like the smell of the fish and just like... Oh, no. Like the market itself is very unique on the water and iconic. I know Space Neal is iconic, but that's just like, there's a lot of iconic buildings. I feel like there's not a lot of iconic markets in America, right? And I feel like it just hits differently. I don't know. It's For me, It's especially on a good weather day, there's nothing like going to Pike's Place.
0: I I would be my choice. It's like going to New Orleans and not going to Bourbon Street. You got to go to Pike's Market if you go to Seattle. And the fish The street. Yeah, I mean it's it's a thing. The first Starbucks ever is right there on the corner. I mean, come on, it's which a is big, cool. big deal.
1: That, and that is like you know I'm a I love coffee. It's not shocking being somebody that grew up in Seattle, which tends to be quite gloomy. So I love coffee. We um, should talk. That's what I do all day long. I'm in the yeah. coffee industry. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I would love to talk to you about some coffee. Actually, yeah. I, I have a I have an obsession with coffee. I've even on my other podcast did I've it's doing in. Uh, some different coffee rankings while I was traveling in Colombia and oh. different and different things. So yep. uh we'll get to that. And we'll uh, get to that. Yeah. I uh uh I don't remember where I was going oh, I'm a big coffee guy <laughs> Starbucks. The Starbucks is really yeah. cool to see. Even if you're not a big Starbucks guy, like some people aren't, it's cool to see like that's where Starbucks started. Like it's absolutely uh, it's everywhere in the world now. Absolutely, man! You got look. St- Starbucks
0: put specialty coffee on the map. People, people dog on them like they're McDonald's. Look, I don't care how you feel about them. Starbucks did something really special and changed yes. the coffee industry. And Howard Schultz is an amazing leader. Whatever. Whole other podcast between you and me, <laughs> coffee because I'm in the coffee industry. So okay, okay. Nirvana like or Pearl Jam?
1: Uh, okay. So I'm not a big like rock and roll type of dude. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> Again, it's, what's what's in here doesn't so, matter. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm going Pearl Jam, though, because I know that numbers wise, like I think they did, they sold more uh, like platinum albums, I believe it was. I think they, I think. Oh, see, even I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure from my research from the Museum of Rock uh, Museum, I'm pretty sure Pearl Jam had uh, like long term bigger numbers. So I'm just going to go with Pearl Jam in that way. I'll, yeah, or I'll say were- Jimi Hendrix. How about that? okay oh well, now throw you're talking my off. language you're talking
0: look i throw those two bands out because i just like to watch seattle people go nuts on each other like oh, you know they just start arguing and screaming. <laughs> arguing. And you're wrong yeah whatever man i'm a chris cornell guy so you know <laughs> love all of that okay we'll skip right to entertainment then we're going to cut you loose sammy uh the office parks and rec or it's always sunny in philadelphia
1: uh the office it's one of Amen. my all-time favorite <laughs> shows man i used to Spend hours just like on repeat. I used to, like when I was even in college, I used to not be able to fall asleep until I just had been on Netflix and just I doze off to it every night. Like I have probably watched through it accidentally. Now it's off Netflix, but I used to watch through it accidentally like 20 different times probably.
0: Oh, I got to tell you, it's probably on the TV downstairs. It's probably running right now. Yeah, it just it's sits always. there looping on my TV, and I walk through, and I start laughing, and I walk out. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, and we'll finish up with some Will Ferrell. Hopefully, you're a Fe- Will Ferrell fan. I Anchorman, Step Brothers, or Talladega Nights. Extra credit, Elf. What's What's the quintessential Will Ferrell thing for a dude your age, your your peer group?
1: I mean, I feel like most people might end up going with Step Brothers or Anchorman, uh, but I. I want to say Elf because that's my favorite Christmas movie. Probably, one of oh, my two favorite hilarious. Christmas movies. So, hilarious. I'm gonna go with Elf. <laughs> I know it's like weird because okay. it's a Christmas movie, but it, it actually, like, truly, I watch it every Christmas season. So, I it's hard for me to to not say that one. And I will give you one more that'll be interesting. Oh, oh, dark horse. not on the list. Yeah, okay. And you I go don't ahead even know it if it you'll up. ever ever seen this. Let me see. Oh, I, it's a yeah. Netflix, uh, it's a Netflix movie. I just saw it on Netflix the other day. It's called what? Everything Must Go. Don't know. I've you've never even it. heard of this.
0: What are you talking about? It came really? out in Will-
1: 2010. It's on Netflix. <laughs> this is Will Ferrell. It is Will Ferrell. He Man, the I lead suck. Of the
0: <laughs> I suck at this. I had no idea. Okay, done
1: this weekend. What's <laughs> yeah, I don't it think again? It, where Everything Must Go. I'll, everything I'll send Must Go. You also, it's on Netflix. He's living okay. in Phoenix, Arizona. Like wife leaves him. Basically, it's the premise and. He's basically living on the lawn, so that's the premise of everything must go. But there's like a whole story to the this this hour and a half movie of just things happening in life, and it's I thought it was was it's not like a super comedy, but it's like a Will Ferrell doing a comedy and at the same time like showing some like emotion personality, which I thought was wow some range,
0: okay. You've just blown my mind, man. And I am in a vast (laughs) wasteland of things to watch on Netflix. So you just locked up one of my nights this weekend. That's what I like to hear. Beautiful. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. You can find Sammy all over the place on the web. As you heard him say himself, he's all over sports uh, or social media, rather. Excuse me. So on Twitter at Sammy on tap podcasts are everywhere apple spotify you can find him on youtube and then you can find all other sports podcasts on the sports where else can we find you man did i miss anything
1: no that's about it it's, honestly if you want to find us anywhere at the sports on tap or the sports and then i'm sammy on tap on every every single platform it's s-a-m-i for those that know sammy with an i Good so in one m Spelt a little different sammy on tap and that's that's about it. And uh, I really appreciate having you on. It was an awesome, fun conversation, man.
0: Uh, this has been fantastic. And I just want to throw in Sammy told me that he responds to literally everyone who reaches. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but reach out to him. They're a lot of fun. That's how I found him. Thanks a ton for coming on here, man. A couple of real nuggets, man, on the Seahawks that I had not thought of. So thanks for joining us on Gridiron Icon. And we will do this again, man, during the season where we're going to talk copious amounts of trash to each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. (laughs) Okay.
0: Thanks, Sammy. Safe travels out there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.